Hello, I'm Emily. And I'm Claire. And welcome to Emily and Claire. Okay. Okay. So this is Atla the Remix. Wiki Wiki Woo. If you don't know, the concept is that we have our own personal preferences of Avatar episodes, which, by the way, we love this show very, very much. Um, And out of this love has come some cyberbullying of the show. (laughs) Um, And then we compare our own preferences with IMDb rankings. And then we kind of, I don't know, watch episodes in random orders and then talk about them. It doesn't really make sense. Even I don't know what our concept is. It's not really random orders because before we started watching, we kind of thought about what we consider the best episodes and then like the worst episodes. So this is episodes that we think are the worst of book one so it's like totally according to our personal preference i mean Mm. i think for book one we kind of agreed mostly with imdb's ranking Mm -hmm. of the episodes like we had bots of the water tribe and the fortune teller as like our bottom two episodes and which by the way Mm -hmm. after we finished the last episode we realized that we forgot the waterbending scroll which is objectively the worst episode in book one yeah but i'm kind of glad that we didn't remember it because i don't know if i'd be able to watch 23 minutes of that episode anyways episode i hate it yeah so for book one our bottom four were bato the water tribe the fortune teller imprisoned and then jet so for this episode we watched imprisoned and jet which are episodes six and ten of season one the thing with both imprisoned and jet is the reason or a big reason why I thought I didn't like them both was because they're both episodes in which Katara is just awful. And, like, at this point, like, after watching this show so many times and, like, growing up with the show, like, increasingly with every watch, with every year of my life that I gain, I realize that Katara is just the worst. And if there's an episode that she's being annoying, it pretty much just ruins the whole episode for me. <laughs> yeah, I would agree because, honestly... A big reason why it was so hard sitting through in prison was because of those super cringy, like, inspirational speeches Katara gave. This literally gave me the same vibes as the Painted Lady, where, like, Katara will be like, why is it like this? Like, blah, blah, blah. It should be this. And then people are like, no, okay, but think about it. Like, don't be stupid. Like, really, we got to think about this carefully. And then she's like, no. And then you're like, oh, fuck. And then Sokka goes, I hate it when you get like this. And I was like, bruh, me too. Like- <laughs> that part's so funny because Sokka's like, we're leaving. Like, I'm going to give you one last chance. We're leaving. And she's just like, no. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I was like, you're going <laughs> to give it that easily? Yeah, I know. It was pretty awful and imprisoned. I think it was kind of done over the top in season one, which is why in Ember Island players, they were like, LOL, this is yeah. Katara. Which honestly, watching Imprisoned, Tell me that that's not Ember Island Katara. Speaking of Ember Island players, the part when Jet goes, hold on to me, Katara, and they actually go up in the trees, I like could not think about, like, hold on, baby, Jet has got you. Yeah. Okay, but we <laughs> can't talk about Jet yet, because okay, according so to our ranking, it's imprisoned. Here, I'll read the synopsis, because that is my job. Book one. <laughs> Self-employed. Episode six, Imprisoned. Aang and the others find an Earth Kingdom mining town under the thumb of the Fire Nation, and Katara feels guilty when her actions lead to an arrest. Yep, I would correct. That is what happens. Okay, I know I said earlier that the reason I thought I didn't like this episode was because Katara's annoying. No, the true reason is I don't need Haru to be the hero of this episode. Okay. I don't know why. Okay, I don't know why, but I have this vendetta against Haru in which... I hate him. (laughs) I don't really get why you hate him. If anything, (laughs) I know that this is going to disgust you so much. But when I was watching Imprisoned and Jet, like, back by back, I was kind of just like, wait a second. Another thing that these episodes have in common, the guys are kind of hot. Like, Haru, he's kind of hot. And Jet especially, oh my god. I, I kind of, for a second, like, when I was watching it, the second that Jet appeared on screen, I was like, pump the brakes i was so shocked at how like shocked i was by his appearance you know 
Yeah, no, it's kind of spicy. Everyone gasses up Zuko, but when Jet is like fighting the Fire Nation guys and then he like stumbles and he stands up straight next to Katara, he's like a whole yeah. head taller than her. I was like, oh, oh my god. I know. She's like looking up. She's like, he was like, hey. And I was like, oh, Jet. <laughs> Oh my god, it's too easy. So embarrassing. Yeah, but that's the thing with, like, Haru. There's just no spice. He's, like, the most boring man ever. And then, also, like, I don't really know what it was with this with this episode. Like, if it's because it's so early in book one. But the bending was, like, kind of weird. The thing that's kind of inconsistent about Avatar is the actual bending of it. Because the idea, the concept of bending makes sense. How, like, some individuals have it and some don't. And how they can, like, live together and that's fine. And, like, I understand how there are the four different nations, right? But the bending itself is kind of, like, the magic of this world, right? And then in Mm -hmm. later seasons, Katara's like, oh, my bending is, like, much stronger than yours, Hama, in the Puppet Master. And that's how she's able to, like, resist her blood-bending grip. Mm -hmm. And then there's instances in, like, this episode when the prisoners are revolting against the warden and, like, Mm -hmm. um, Tyro. Haru's dad he like makes this giant kind of wave of coal yeah. and he's like struggling to hold it up and it's so I know that was so like, weird that was really weird I don't understand this concept of people being stronger bender- benders like is it innate ability like is it can you train really hard and become a seasoned bender but then it seems like Tyro is like a seasoned bender but then he's struggling under the weight of something that looks so okay. natural you know but then like it feels like we really need to keep in mind that this is like what episode like six of book one whereas like we're comparing it to what we know about the series after watching it a bunch of times right so we're like well in book three this happens so why did they make it like this in book one but that's backwards like i feel like in book one they were like wait should this be heavy and then by book three they were like oh no like we gotta change it we gotta change it which like i'm super fine with how it plays out. no i think that's just giving excuses to the writers when it's like when you go about crafting a new world like in fantasy you should have all these things planned out before you even start like that's why there's multiple drafts that's why there are authors who like have to edit and edit and edit you know and with all the stuff that they have planned out for atla like i guess they could have planned that out too but i also thought that that was so weird in um imprisoned like the bending was just really weird like that wave of coal and then like when haru was at the mine he like held up one finger before bending like before earthbending and it was just like i don't really know if i see earthbenders do that later on in the series and i just thought it was strange like i think that obviously there are lots of like pluses to avatar i really like that they set out to do the story and they ended it when the story was completed you know like they didn't add a fourth book even though so many people wanted them to i think that's so good but at the same Mm -hmm. time it's like when i think about episodes like the puppet master which is so similar i think to imprisoned in that it focuses on like the bending mm-hmm. no okay so the reason okay. why, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah yeah okay okay and then it just is so glaringly obvious that the world building is kind of lacking when it's like katara mm. saying these things and i'm like i don't get it but okay mm. i see but that was a tangent that kind of went on for too long, basically. But it got kind of interesting. Okay, yeah. So maybe don't edit it all out. <laughs> um, so let's get into it, shall we? So the episode... I'm sorry, were we not into it Well, already? I feel like we were just talking about, like, general stuff. Let's, okay, okay, let's okay. go through it. So Sokka, Katara... But yeah, dude, like, mm-hmm. Katara keeps getting let off the hook because, like, I guess we're supposed to see her as some this, like, amazing, morally good character and for that reason like the ends justify the means but like what what tyro is saying to her when she's like why don't you guys fight back he's like oh like i envy your youth like everything tyro says makes sense and when katara just like shows up she's like why don't you fight back i'm like are you stupid Mm -hmm. like that's a crazy question to be asking and i just like can't stomach katara being like come on everyone know your worth blah 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 like tyro doesn't want to die he wants to get back home safe and like he's just trying to lay low you know like i don't know what about the neutral jing is all i have to say katara will never master neutral jing there's this really cringy line that she says in like the first speech that she gives you know where Uh it's 
Oh my God. I forgot the exact phrasing, but she was like, even when the earth is eroded, your strong heart will still be there. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Dude, when she stands up and goes, you don't know me, but I know of you. I was like, nah. I was like, bitch, sit <laughs> like, down. I was watching it with my friends, and as we were watching it, someone goes, this is the exact same energy as Ivy League activists who think that they, like, need to be at the forefront of everything so they'll, like, hop in and be like, well, I don't understand, but I'm going to lead this. Like, everyone, do this. And then the people are like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And then she's like, no, guys, come on, like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's kind of annoying that, like, at the end, they give in and... Because I hate that they're like, no, Katara, you're the one who inspired us. I'm like, stop that. She's like, <laughs> it was just cool. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? But a thing happens early on in that episode where, like, you know when Haru has to earthbend the mine to save the old man? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Katara goes back and she tells Sokka and Aang, like, you should have seen Haru. He, like, totally did this. And Aang goes, like, wow, you must have inspired him. And Katara's like, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, you literally <laughs> forced him. She yeah, literally so was, true. like, guilting him. She was like, Haru, you're the only one who can help. This old man's gonna die. And Haru's like, fuck, mm-hmm. she's right. I have to do this. Yeah. By the way, F that old man. He sucks. Yeah, why did he turn Actually, him in? I know, he sucks. But you know what's weird? Like, um, when, whenever I watch Avatar, I kind of get confused between the old man in Imprison and the old man in Jet. Because they kind of give off similar vibes. And then, like, watching them back to back like that, it was like the Earth, the Earth Kingdom or, like, the guy wearing green. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. This is not a good point at all. But anyway, the guy wearing green was, like, evil and turned him in. And then the guy wearing red, who was, like, Fire Nation, was, like, nice and helped Sokka. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what my point is. But anyway, kind of weird coincidence that I get them confused and we watch these two episodes. I Jeez. guess. But yeah, it makes no sense why the Earth, uh, the Earth King... Because he was wearing green, so he's a part of the Earth Kingdom town yeah, before I mean, the fire. He might have gotten paid or, like, he thinks he's, like, some cool, like, community police yeah they should have just let him die okay that's kind of that's too much <laughs> okay, i take it back i take it back i'm not jet okay <laughs> oh i can't wait to talk about jet i know but first we need to talk about not the prison. man but the episode yeah i think that what more is there to say no i think okay so when they go to that earth kingdom town and they kind of meet like Haru and his mom and all that stuff one i for some reason the mom annoyed me so much like I don't know why I just thought she was so annoying but mm-hmm. um, the scene where the mom is standing outside looking at the horizon and Katara is like getting the water <laughs> it's so dramatic it's, it's crazy so cra- I was like am I watching some sort of like Oscar award winning like why was it so intense why I, I don't know either way <laughs> it was kind of funny to see Katara take like the water to the water pump and then just like water bend it out. I'm like, okay, bend it out. <laughs> get it. You're a water bender. Which is crazy because she gets on the boat and doesn't do any water bending. Like Haru has to throw the first rock and then like everyone fights, but like couldn't she be like, yeah. That's true. Like she's so annoying. Like, what is the great way to like the great way? Wait, what am I trying to say? Like, you know how I was like, oh, she's like an Ivy League activist, like leveraging her privilege to be like i'm at the forefront of this but like wouldn't leveraging her privilege as a non-earthbender be to bend the water that's literally all around the prison to like help them like but she's like nah you must bend these coal peace and then there's that like know. bullshit at the beginning of the episode where she's like telling haru not to earthbend is like telling me not to waterbend and i'm like what are you trying to say like when you're I saw so that, I was stupid like, uh okay uh katara's like uh mm-hmm. water bending and i'm like her two personality traits water bending and her mom like yeah and she brought them both up honestly like i hate to shit on her about her mom but like bruh dude especially because every single episode when they go to like an earth kingdom town that's been ravaged by war every person's like oh the fire nation killed my family or oh my dad's been gone for like 10 years and yeah. katara's like I know how you feel, my mom. And but I'm that's like, the thing; like, she does know how they special. feel. They, 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 that's a great way to, you know, be like, 
like she really genuinely does understand okay that's like not the um bad comparison i think what really but is it's annoying, just like kind of annoying <laughs> no but what's super annoying is like later oh, which one is it or sometimes she'll be like you don't understand okay yeah, yeah yeah to me and i'm like wait no but they exactly understand actually yeah it's like in the southern raiders like mm-hmm. and he's like don't do this and Katara's like I knew you wouldn't understand how I feel and it's like okay well His you lost your people. mom yeah Aang's entire like existence he's the last airbender yeah, the dude. last air nomad yeah she's crazy but also I do like some aspects of this episode like I think the humor still good earthbending style that yeah. name it's earthbending. <laughs> I was so shocked. Because, like, I forgot that Momo's hands are, like, raised. Oh, so uh, it really does look like he's earthbending. Yeah. Um, wait, something actually that I thought was interesting about this episode that I never really thought about before. You know, like, okay, you know when Iroh becomes a refugee and he cuts off his bun and then his head just seems really, like, round, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like a bunch of people had, like, the round hair. Like, Haru's mom and, like, Haru's parents. Or I guess both Haru's parents. Haru's mom and dad. Wait, and the, then, like, round the hair? People, what does that like, mean? Like, they didn't have, like, a bun, basically. What? <laughs> I don't get it. Like, their hair was just down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Haru's mom's, the top of her head, her hair, hair was, like, really flat. And the top of Tyro's head, it was, like, bald. And then, like, all the, like, earthbending, all the earthbender prisoners on the ship, they all didn't have, like, a bun in their hair, right? But then, like, Haru had a bun in his hair, and the warden had a bun in his hair. And I just, like... It really made me think about, like, when Zuko and Iroh cut off their hair to, like, mark some turning point or, like, I don't know what it is. Like, like it just seems like hair up and, like, tied together has something to do with, like, dignity or, like, versus, or, like, defeat or, like, power or something, you know? And, like, Haru still had his hair up, even when he was a prisoner. And I don't know about that, fam. <laughs> no follow through, but I just kept really noticing how like everyone's hair was like not up in a bun, except Haru's and the warden's. And I would Katara's, say I guess. that like, ooh, facts. But also, I just think they like drying hairstyles, <laughs> but they don't want everyone to have the same hairstyle. Anyway, the hair really gave me some vibes, you know. I feel like if you brought up more varied examples of people who have hairstyles like that, I would be like, oh, interesting. But at, right now, I'm like, eh. Nope, it's just a singular thought that came up while I was watching only this episode. So I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> but hey, I connected it to Iroh and Zuko. I don't care about Iroh and Zuko, except I must say and that hair showing... hair is huge in Azula's downfall. What? Hair is huge in Azula's downfall. Yeah, but that's different because it's not hair up or hair down. It's just her being like, it's hair her meets to... your doom. Well, it's her trying to put her hair up by herself, but she can't. And then she cuts it. Yeah, and then she cuts it. And then we're like, isn't happens. the cutting more significant than her attempting to put it up? Yeah, but isn't her cutting it a direct uh, response to her not being able to put it up? Yeah. She's trying to maintain last shreds of dignity anyway i don't know i don't really like this theory i think it's bad <laughs> this is me dude i don't even theory. know if it's a theory it's just like mm-hmm. um a point an observation like i don't think the creators were like ooh, the hair but like when i watch it i'm like wow i'm getting vibes from the hair you know i don't know okay. if the writers put it in but i get the vibes okay cool I think that showing Zuko at the end is pretty good because... I forgot that's when Katara lost her necklace. Yeah, but also there are episodes where Zuko and Iroh, or I guess just like the antagonists of the series in general are not present. Mm -hmm. And then those episodes feel like a total waste of time. Mm -hmm. But episodes like this, where they manage to like tie it in at the end, Mm -hmm. make me go like, ah, right. I remember instead of like, well, that was a nice filler episode, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that this is a filler episode, but I just think that like showing Zuko at the end, I'm like, oh, he's the villain, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. not the warden. 
the yeah. wording was kind of bad. I don't think he's a good villain. I liked him. He was funny. But that's the thing. He's, like, too ridiculous. Like, yeah. when Tyro's like, oh, the warden's a ruthless man, and, like, I'm afraid of him. Well, like, he doesn't say that, but that's just the vibe, right? But every single time they show the warden, yeah, he's ruthless, but most of it is born out of him being, like, basically stupid. Yeah. Because when he over, like, he throws the captain overboard, he doesn't even, yeah, like, yeah. know that it's the captain. Yeah. It just, like, is humor, but at the expense of his... I guess, intimidation. But that's the thing, like, he's ruthless because he doesn't think about the people. Like, he, everyone's just bodies to him. Anyway, I don't okay, think that I don't makes, wanna, like, like, side with this. Like, I don't actually care, but, like, I don't <laughs> think that, like, like, I don't think it necessarily takes away from what stupid, and that's what makes him too scary to stand up to because he's, like, unpredictable, you know? Because he's stupid. I don't know. But I don't think that makes him a good villain overall because... The way that he's so easily defeated in the end mm-hmm. makes me question why the Earthbenders were so reluctant to go against him. In the like at the end, they literally get rid of him so easily, and even when he's getting like kicked off the boat, it's so stupid because he's like, "Oh no, I can't swim," and it's like so disappointing that this is the person who I guess has kept Earthbenders captive all these years and it just doesn't feel like he's super intimidating Bro, and that's I just why I think really, this episode is not that good. really think that like the warden is not that deep like the reason was because they didn't have Earth and they felt defeated by the system and then the warden was just like blah and they were like oh my god F this guy and then then they had Earth and then they were like haha bye like <laughs> that also is so stupid because like <laughs> so um, mean. not to bring up like the puppet so master again fine. no because okay when hama talks about her being in a fire nation prison she talks about how like they would bind her hands and feet when they gave her water and they suspended their cage mm-hmm. and then it's like they try to do the same thing in this prison but it's cold that's so stupid like with water it makes sense because they literally need water in order to survive you know you need to drink mm-hmm. water but you don't need coal like you can burn i don't know wood like i just think mm. this whole episode is just like trying to set up these kind of like interesting storylines but they do it so poorly that i'm just like what the like this is not living mm. up to avatar's reputation as like a well-crafted show like i think episodes like this make mm-hmm. it seem like oh it's just like another kid's show like haha goofy villains that are intimidating mm. yeah i don't know never in my life did i think i'd be defending imprisoned but i honestly don't really care i think it's fine awesome i just don't like haru's face <laughs> uh, i can't have your only criticism of this episode be haru nah i thought that overall like it was just like kind of weak like the way that katara somehow brought the life back into these earthbenders and they're like oh we need to have hope and go take back our villages like i don't really know about that like it really feels like early book one this is like our impact kind of vibe you know and i'm like man i just don't care Mm -hmm. i think this episode was like they attempted to make such a grand episode too early in the season they should have put mm. in prison like in the latter half of season one that's interesting yeah because okay. they don't even have the water bending scroll by this point like this is right after this episode is right yeah. after like kiyoshi and omashu yeah like why is this so early? actually omashu is like kind of weirdly soon too but I think that one... Yeah, definitely. It's weird that it comes before the waterbending scroll. That's, like, actually strange. Yeah, like, because it's centered around Katara, but then Katara's, like, still kind of a weak waterbender. Yeah. And it's weird for her to take this, like, big stance, you know? Like, how can she, like, bend the water out of the well, but she can't do the fucking water with? I want to talk about Jet. Okay, dude, this episode, in my brain, like, it's basically Katara being annoying and Sokka being right, but no one gives him credit for it. And so that's why I thought I hated it. But then I rewatched it and I was like, well, actually, I didn't think I hated it. I was just kind of like, ugh, that episode. But when I rewatched it, I was like, this is a fantastic episode. It was so good. Why did we put this as like the 
the worst like why did we put this in the worst because Katara's annoying and her power of being annoying is too strong I don't I don't really remember this episode that well I thought we put it as like last because this is not the best jet episode so we were just like put it in the bottom that's true jet does suck but no dude it's actually so good like I thought it would just be kind of like heavy-handed and it's like oh okay this uh but it's just so amazing like I don't know like Sokka making the realizations like the way that Jet like really believes in his cause but so hard that it's to a fault and then the turn like of Katara on Jet like Aang's realization like I don't know just all this stuff was just like so amazing I think it was good I don't think it was like super amazing like I thought it was like so good I would say the fight scene between Jet and Aang was so amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like their their raid on the Fire Nation camp. Also, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so funny when they walk into the camp because of Sokka's instincts and they're just chilling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, and then also like it's they they do a really skillful job of introducing like seven characters, but like no one has like too much or too little information like you know we meet like Longshot, Smellerby, the Duke, Pipsqueak and then like Sneers who I guess just never comes back (laughs) ever again and then like Jet is like obviously their leader and like they each get their own kind of like lines like we get to learn a little bit about Pipsqueak like he's huge but his name is Pipsqueak like he has that laughing moment with Aang and then also he's like Jet's great leader but then also he's like hey Smellerby are you gonna eat your lychee nuts you know and then like I don't like they just do a great job like when Longshot throws uh not throws like shoots that one arrow and it's like pew like you know exactly who long shot it like it's just, they just do an amazing job of like i don't know it's like a really masterful like nuance i don't know it's, i just think they did a great job yeah. yeah i think that this is like a pretty good one-off episode where mm-hmm. i honestly did not expect to meet any of these people ever again mm-hmm. so when you see them later again I was genuinely shocked because mm-hmm. I really thought that they did such a good job of just like rounding it all off for mm-hmm. this one episode. I mean, that's not to say that the later Jet episodes aren't good. I think they're so good. They're so good, dude. Yeah, but this episode also is not that bad. It's it's the worst Jet episode, but I don't think it's the worst of book one. Ooh. I agree. I really agree. <laughs> Like, definitely Boy in the Iceberg should be at the bottom, like... Um, the Waterbending Scroll. Yeah, 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 and the Waterbending Scroll. Dude, I think Boy in the Iceberg is, like, worse than the Fortune Teller, which... We should not have watched the Fortune Teller in the last one, either. I like the Fortune Teller. That's such a fun episode. I really like the forest. Like, the scenery. I think it's It's so so cool. so pretty. Yeah, and it's, like, a nice change of... I guess scenery, ha ha ha, mm. because they're always in like a dirt rock place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas, like this forest, like wow, why don't more people live in the trees? <laughs> Wait, there was one really nice like establishing shot where it looked like a watercolor of a forest, and it was so pretty. I said it out loud when I was watching it, like whoa, so pretty. Except yeah. I hate it when Jet pulls Katara close and they like. Go into the, the trees, oh, yeah, and it's disgusting. all like yellow and like Tara's blush is pink. I'm like, Ugh. okay, we get it. She's in love. So she's like, I made him this hat. I like the hat. It was so cute. Aang looked so cute in it. Aang was so useless in both of these episodes. Aang, I know. Honestly, Sokka's like, I'm the leader. And then Katara's like, if anyone's the leader, it's Aang. And she does this like weird look, which I don't know what that is. But then Sokka goes, what? He's just a goofy kid. And Aang is like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Dude, like literally. Sokka's like, I don't trust Jet. Aang is like, mm-hmm. his way of life is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, if you think about it, if they didn't have Sokka, oh, it's like Sok- the Sokka's master. What would they do without Sokka? I know. They don't know how to read a map. They I don't, don't- why don't they know how to read a map? That part in Sokka's master seems fake. They're like, um, yeah. it's here? I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? And then also, like, 
I guess Sokka's warrior knowledge because in the beginning when he sees the traps that they have set for those monkeys mm-hmm. he's like you can tell by the metal work that yeah, this is yeah. the fire nation and I was like whoa Sokka's kind of smart I know that he does the knife thing he's like mm-hmm. I'm listening to the vibrations I was like damn Sokka okay I can see why Sokka is the leader yeah he just obviously is like I don't know why Katara well I guess that's what sisters do She's like, also don't pay attention Sokka. to my brother. Ugh. If I was Sokka's sister, I'd be like, damn, Sokka, you're kind of cool. He'd be like, I'm the leader. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's so freaking crazy because ugh, I can't get over that first introduction to jet when he just comes out of the tree and they're just like fighting i'm like this is so cool yeah i really like that scene it's really good um also and he's good at speeches public speaking his speech was kind of scary when he's like well they're dead wrong i was like is this supposed to be foreshadowing (laughs) the emphasis on dead um Also, I thought it was really beautiful when Aang and Katara were working on the first geyser. I really liked that sequence. Oh, I hated the animation. It was like, didn't make any sense. It was I so really jank. Yeah, yeah, no, I liked the concept. Really liked it. Yeah. There was a part too where Katara waterbended and then put it back into her pouch and it was like really weird. The water was so watery. Like, it, it jiggled. Took forever. It was like, near it. Yeah, out, out, and then she used it, and then it was like, and then in, and I was like, well, I guess like it's because long. she's a novice. I don't know. Um, mm, more like the animators are novice. Don't say that they work so it's hard. Like burn. <laughs> um, wait, yeah. I'm so confused by sorry Jeff's animators sorry. hook swords. Like, is the entire part sharp, yeah. or is it just like the hook? I, I don't know. Like, I think they're cool. I really I like how know. he uses the hooks to like you know when mm-hmm. wow when they were fighting in the trees it was so incredible i was like wait is he way too agile but then i realized he lives in the trees and i was like believable and he was just using them like using his environment like using his weapons like all this stuff and then like the animation too like when ang blew a huge gust of wind at him he like lowered himself down to stable himself stabilize himself and he took like a wide stable stance before getting back up to like attack and like they were just jumping around and then there was the part where it like goes to the treetops and you see like ang jump and then you see like jet jump it was like so amazing there's a part where they're both free falling and because they're both in free fall they're falling at the exact same rate because physics but then you're like who's gonna get there first because ang needs to get to his glide like it was just so like i was like into the, the action sequence. jet fight although it's cool it's kind of stupid that because jet didn't have to run into the forest like he could have just because he's like oh you're gonna have to fight me if you want your glider back but it's ang mm-hmm. who wants the glider back like why does jet chase after ang like i get it's because they want to set up the fight but watching it i was like lol okay switched out for me it's because what I get that it's because they wanted to set up the fight in the forest, mm. you know? Yeah. But watching it, I was like, okay, <laughs> he cool. He didn't have to attack Aang. <laughs> yeah, he did not have to. It was also boss that when the jet Aang sequence, like, in the forest ended and they landed back on the floor, like, Katara, boom, she was there. Like, with her water Yeah, but, like, why didn't she do that earlier? Um, Katara. they were in the trees. Like, did you see how fast they were moving? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, but Katara literally... Aang got his glider and he got ready to go and Jet comes out of nowhere and just like hooks it. I was like, Katara! Yeah. Bro. I don't know. She hasn't even read the waterbending scroll. She can't even no, do No, by this point bit. she has. <laughs> oh. I think by this point she has. Wait, I got confused. Because yeah, Jet right. is episode I think the waterbending scroll is the episode water... right before. Yeah, it is. Wait. Oh my god. I'm I'm just like rereading my notes and reliving parts of the episode. Mm-hmm. And the first introduction to Jet is when like that soldier falls down mm-hmm. and then Jet's, Jet like, starts like, fighting them. them. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, down you go. And I was like, why is he so cool? I know. <laughs> it's like actually really good that moment. It's like embarrassing to say, but him being like, down you go. I was like, yeah. I was like, he's wow. cool. <laughs> Jet? Oh my god. Like, okay, yeah, he's kind of psychotic, but also he's kind of hot. And like, 
He's kind of cool. Yep. Yep. Charismatic, as they say. It's kind of gross, though, that he has the leaf in his mouth. Dude, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, later when Jet comes back and he's like, I don't remember. Like, not later. Like, in book three, Mm -hmm. when Jet comes back and he's like, I don't remember. And they're like, "Mm, try this. And they put, like, a thing in his mouth and he's like, I don't get it. Like, what is this? Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. I thought, okay, I just thought that the, the, uh, is it the premise or the plot? I'm not really sure, but the, whatever happened in this episode where Jet is like, this valley will be free now, this valley will be free, and he's so insistent on, like, at any cost getting rid of the Fire Nation soldiers, and then on the other hand, like, the gang is like, who's gonna be free? Everyone's gonna be dead. Like, when Sokka has that line where he says, who would be free? Everyone would be dead. I was like, wow, this is so amazing. Like, Jet went, like, way too radical, you know, and started being harmful. Mm -hmm. And Sokka's like, nah, man, like, don't. And then Katara, like, even though Katara was stupid at the beginning and was, like, naive because she had a crush on Jet, when she realizes, she's like, no, like, that's that's not right. And first she's, like, shocked and devastated, kind of. And then she gets angry and she starts attacking him, like, bah, bah, and then he's on a tree. And then, like, the scene where he's, like, iced to the tree, but he, like, does the whistle thing anyway because his mouth is still free. He still can give the signal. And she goes, no. I was like, oh, that's so good. She really did all she could, but it wasn't enough because he's a sly fox. Like (laughs) A sly fox? I just thought the drama in this episode was incredible. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It's kind of sad because Jet is such a tragic character that... Mm-hmm. Like, people really be out here saying Azula deserves redemption, but I think, like, Jet, he could have gotten that redemption. I mean, yeah, I think that his ending is really good, you know? His ending is so good. The way that he, like, finally realizes what he believes in and what he should do, and that's, like, the last thing that he ever does is so sad! It's so sad. And long shot talks and you're like, whoa. I know. (laughs) I enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, I think that it's really good. I think that my only main, I guess, criticism is Mm -hmm. the fact that Chet is so crazy. Like, I get it. But also, I was so shocked when they didn't show the flashback of him as a child and like the rough rhino leader looking at him with the village on fire in the background you know oh yeah like i really thought that they first show in this episode because they show it again when is that it's um when smellerby is like jet remember what they did to your family remember how they killed mm. your parents and then jet's like brain blast and he remembers it oh right 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 like i'm so shocked that they didn't show it in this episode because then i would have been like okay if that happened to me i guess i would go crazy also Mm -hmm. yeah also that was a really good smell (laughs) impression (laughs) dude i kept thinking i'm about to change the topic like i Mm -hmm. acknowledge your point i'm so sorry and i'm just literally about to switch it but i can't stop thinking about how they could so successfully introduce these characters without making you feel like you're taking up too much or too little space and then they bring them back so well later like pipsqueak and the duke come back for the invasion like, Smellerby later has an entire, like, conversation with Iroh where she's like, mm-hmm. I'm a girl! And then, like, Longshot talks and, like, it really hits hard, like, when Jet meets his demise. Like, how did they do it? It was so amazing. And there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I know. Of course, I, was, I was so shocked when I first saw him. They I said was F-U like, sneers. did he ever come back? <laughs> I don't even think he no, talks in this episode, does he? I don't think so. Um, I really got strong Peter Pan vibes from this episode, episode you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's so sad that Jet ends up to be psychotic because, like, it's so nice to see someone who isn't the Avatar or, I guess, affiliated with the Avatar trying so hard to, like, make a difference. You know, like, it doesn't... It's not like they were like, oh, mm-hmm. you have to do this. Like, this is your responsibility in this world. But Jet mm-hmm. was like, nah, I'm going to go out and avenge my parents. So admirable. And I'm sad that he's like one of the only 
characters we see who like takes the initiative at such a young age and then it's like oh he turns out to be not so good you know Mm. the thing is like we keep using the word psychotic but i mean like within the scope of this episode he ends the episode still being sane he just like is really really radical and his ideas are like he he's gone too far right but he's very sane and like his motivations make sense which i think is like so much more compelling than if like at the end he just started running rampant and being like ah like i'm crazy and he's super like actually like like insane like psychotic then i would be like oh well that's like kind of cheap and that sucks but at the end he's like his wits are totally still about him but he still decides to like go for this kind of like wild response i guess which is like so interesting because not to be obvious but it's great that they would include someone who is like against the fire nation but in the wrong way Mm -hmm. and like too radical like and their name is like freedom fighters and they're like oh we're gonna free this valley of fire nation and like theoretically they should fit in to the avatar side but they don't that's that's compelling stuff man i also really like how when Sokka tries to question them and they're like he's like can't you see that this is crazy they're so loyal and they're like well jet's never led us wrong and it's like in that moment Mm -hmm. i know that jet's the only one who's been there for them like after whatever the fire nation did to them Mm -hmm. so like even though they don't say it like Mm -hmm. i totally understand why they'd be so loyal to him and why they go through with this plan even if they didn't truly feel like it was right you know right that's so true um also oh sorry and also jet the words that jet uses he's like oh Sokka, like i thought you'd be open-minded like i'm pretty sure that's him being manipulative but it's like so deliberate that he would say like open-mindedness because like that's totally how it goes we'll be like oh you're just like closed off to the possibilities but no Sokka just being rational i really like jet's dialogue like how you say that it's manipulative he totally knows mm-hmm. how to keep people hooked in hooked Haha. Because mm-hmm. um when Sokka's like, I'm gonna go pack, just like, oh, but Sokka, I had a secret mission for just you and me tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn. He's yeah. so smart. That's so true. Mm-hmm. So true. And I guess like that whole speech scene is him just using his words incredibly well. Yeah. I was gonna say this earlier, but you know how they come back in book two as refugees? Like, is the first Mm-hmm. scene of them coming in being like oh we're getting a fresh start because that's the only thing i can remember i can't remember like what happens maybe to that. i can't remember either i think maybe because that insinuates that jet reflected and was like oh mm. maybe they're right maybe i did go too far yeah or their treehouse got destroyed and he's like we need a fresh start okay that's true too but also they they're not the freedom fighters actually- anymore yeah and like smelly bees kind of like didn't you leave that life behind when jet is trying to um uh there's a really good word for it but i don't know what it is but basically trying to like out zuko or like trying to yeah no but there's like a better word Mm -hmm. but it's more kind of like legal jargony but i don't know what it is anyway like when jet is like kind of going around trying to expose zuko smeller bees like no like didn't you leave that life behind and you get the feeling that jet has kind of tried to pull himself out of his old life but he's fallen back into his old ways Wow, Jet is such a good character. I know, he's a great character. Wow. Uh, It's so sad. I think that Jet should probably fall in top half of book one. Like, I actually enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed it a lot, too. Oh, LOL. Wait, this is, like, so small. Aang can't fly down to stop them from blowing the dam because his glider's, like, all scrapped. How did they repair it? How? Oh, yeah. I was thinking that, but yeah, also, I, don't I don't care really either. Care. I was like, "How did it get ripped yeah, up?" His, his um, when he grabs the glider, he uses his like hook sword stuff, and Aang has it like open, you know. Mm. Like, oh, so it happened right at the beginning before Aang. Well, that's to get what back. I assume. Because then he didn't have to do that entire fight because it wouldn't have worked well, anyway. I don't, that yeah, sucks. but also like I don't think he's like, haha. I did this like he purposely, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I like how they introduced these two guys who are kind of like 
Katara's age, so it's kind of like you know how Suki and Yue are kind of Sokka's like love interests. Yeah. Why does Katara have so many yeah. possible love interests? She's silly. I don't think she deserves any of these guys except Aang. No, that's too. Hey, I said except Aang. Yeah, I guess Aang and Katara deserve each other. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people um, ship Jet and Zuko. Because obviously, like later in uh, book two, you know, all that stuff happened. They just like shaggy boys. Shaggy like, boys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. So I think imprisoned was three wardens out of five. Nah, maybe two and a half wardens out of five wardens. Because I don't know, man. Like, whatever. Uh, just whatever. I think Jet. Dude, I would put it at like 4.8 barrels of blasting jelly <coughs> out of five. I had to cough. What are you doing? Oh, cough. <laughs> I would put Jet at like a 4.8 barrels of blasting jelly out of five. Because, wow. Great job. Um, are we doing decimals now? I don't really yeah, remember decimals, how I rated decimals last time. So. Sorry if my rankings don't make if sense. If I in had relation to, to rate in prison, I would give it mm, 2.5 pieces of coal out of five. And then for Jet, mm. like, I don't want to rank it too high because we still have to watch the best episodes. And if I rank this too high, yeah. I know. See, the North, um, like, so whoa. I'm going to hold off on a four and I'm going to rank Jet at a 3.75 out of isn't it but too I, low like... my score is definitely like weighted by my initial expectation versus what i actually like i thought it was with. a good episode but i thought the animation dot, dot, was kind no of weird like it was very off-putting the stylistic mm. choices like the weird light change when Katara yeah. oh my god it was like stuff like that that brought down the score oh so my god I would say that I'd rank Jet a 3.75 barrels of blasting jelly out of five cool also I just want to share that right after we filmed our first episode on my like Instagram explore page there was this like post about avatar animation which I'm pretty sure our phones are listening to Scary. even our podcast so one more listener for us but it was talking about how there are like a few different studios who did the different uh, who did animation for avatar and you can really tell like which studios which based on different like mm, like character design stuff and different stylistic choices and it just immediately explained why we were so uncomfortable with the character design in yeah i think bato of the water tribe um and it like really explained and actually, I can't really understand why I feel like one is the right one and one is wrong because theoretically, shouldn't they all be? Well, there's like one studio that does more episodes or, I don't than know. the other two. Then, like, or I guess there's one studio that conquers mm, maybe more episodes that are directly related to the plot. You know? Oh, yeah, seems really possible. But anyway, yeah. So mystery solved. There's a few different animation studios. I guess it wasn't yeah, we that totally big of a mystery. Like we could have like, that, but it was like conclusion. an interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like obvious, you know. But it was like interesting to see, like the differences um, among the different animation. I wonder studios. why, because yeah. I like even though there are three different studios, I wonder why they wouldn't make just one cohesive character. Like why they went to the extent to differentiate the styles, you know. I wonder though, like if if that's plausible to be like everyone do that's it like true. This. But also like why not, you know? I don't know anything about Yeah, I don't know so either. <laughs> but I, I, I was I just like, oh, so yeah. interesting how because in that post that you sent me, it identified like, oh, you can tell that this is this mm-hmm. studio because like the pupils are bigger or whatever. And I was like, oh, like they totally made this choice. On their own to do it like that. Mm. Um. So that's the end of yeah, the know. worst episodes of book four. So next, oh shit, book sorry, four, book bro. One. Um. So <laughs> next time we're gonna be watching 
the deserter and our avatar roku why is wow, that crazy? That's crazy i feel like i might think that the deserter is like at a similar level as jet because i'm really surprised with how much yeah I liked well jet. our opinions can change over time i honestly think that the last time i watched avatar like in full completion like every single episode was maybe like three years ago yeah, mine was several months ago. See, I just don't want to watch episodes that I have no interest in. But I guess now I have interest mm. in Jet and the Fortune. Well, actually, I did like the Fortune Teller beforehand. Either way, I guess I'm learning more about myself. Cool. I'm excited to watch what we think are the best episodes next time. Or the, I guess, third and oh, fourth Oh, I'll just episodes. run. So what we have is the best episode is siege of the north we combine part one and two so that's just number one um number two is the blue spirit number three is the deserter i know what? i don't know why we put that there we put the blue spirit i think we two? were greatly influenced by imdb's page but also when you um, think about the blue spirit is a great episode i think it's really enjoyable. but when you think about book one actually I'm when you think sure. about book one in total it's like like what episodes would you even put in four slots you know dude i think the deserter is better than the blue spirit well i don't know and then yeah number four is avatar roku which i think that's a great episode but i don't know i might be swayed because i think jet is pretty good yeah avatar roku is just like really good because it's like kind of great yeah it's pretty dope cool oh my god but i forgot to mention this during the episode so we ranked um in prison and jet as number three and four of our worst episodes but imdb ranked the second worst episode of book one the score was 7.8 out of 10 and then oh i guess that they didn't put imprisoned in the worst which means it's somewhere in the middle I know that's, that's crazy. That jet would be second to last, and clearly would be in the middle. Jet is ranked lower case? than Batu of the Water Tribe and the Fortune Teller. That's that embarrassing. Is so mean. Yeah. That's so mean. Okay. Well, I think that this little segment that you just said to okay. go at the beginning um, of the episode. I think it. I think that's so interesting. I kind of want to like go on the website and read the reviews and see why people don't like it. We should go troll on the website. Why do it's people so rank good. It so low? Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the waterbending scroll? Yeah, it's hot. Shaggy boy. Oh, yeah, seriously, the waterbending scroll is so Oh, and then, I guess... Actually, okay, maybe I should rewatch it again and see if I don't hate it as much as I think. I'm pretty sure I'll still hate it, but I don't think I'll hate it. Wait, but the thing is, is that we combine Siege of the North part one and two as one, so it's at rank one, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, how are we gonna... Are we just gonna watch three episodes? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yay! That was easy. Um, honestly, I don't think we should have grouped it together because Siege of the North Part One isn't that good. But how can we only watch That's Part true. Two? Lame. But I think that Siege of the North Part One is probably lower than The Deserter. Probably, but you can't just dive into Part Two and what like Aang's in a cave and like all this That's stuff. True. Nah, man. Like you gotta watch them both. Okay. So that's the end of this episode. See you next time. Goodbye.